awesome, awesome morning, my brothers and my sisters. Rise and shine. It's time to get up, get out, and do something. Y'all remember that old Wildcat song? <laughs> but it's time to get up and be about our purposeful day. It's all about purpose and making every day purposeful and maximizing your time. I'm telling you, these are the keys. These are the keys, man. So God bless you guys, man. I'm praying for you guys in this holiday season that whatever you're going through, just keep your hands in God's hands and to know that if he did it before, he'll do it some more. Today, we're just going to give you a little piece of a, um, a sermon uh, from a few months ago uh, that from Green Hill Baptist Church. And uh, the sermon was entitled, um, I Might Be Doing It Wrong but watch it work. <laughs> you know, there'll be times in your life when, when you'll be challenged on everything you know, and, and God might challenge you to do things, quote unquote, wrong, might challenge you to, to do things, quote unquote, in a way that you're not accustomed to doing it. But how many of you know that your blessing is outside of your comfort zone? Your blessing is outside of that place that you're accustomed to doing. You, you do, you've been doing something one way the entire time. And God says your blessing is sitting right outside of that area, right outside of that area. It ain't far. He just wants you to just, just switch it up a little bit. You know, the definition of insanity is what? Doing the same thing over and over again, but expecting different results. So sometimes he'll come along and, and challenge you to do something wrong, but watch it work. So sit back. And let the Holy Spirit do what the Holy Spirit does. No matter what comes our way, we got to keep on pressing on. There's so many people out there looking, looking for a way to turn. And, and I realize that even with everything I got going on, that if I start falling apart, if the church starts falling apart, then the people who are lost have nobody to look to. See, we don't have an obligation to ourselves in this season. But our obligation is to the rest of the world. He never promised us that it would be easy. He never promised us that we wouldn't have hard times. But he said, yeah, though I walk with you. I'm going to walk with you through the valley of the shadow of death. I'll be with you to the ends of the earth. So that means everything, everything you see everybody else go through. We ain't exempt from it. We are not exempt from it. But the difference in what sets us apart from the rest of the world is not what we go through, but it's how we go through. It ain't what we go through. It's how we go through it. God is so good. I, I won't be before you long, Pastor. But that gospel according to Luke, fifth chapter, beginning with the first verse. Thank you all so much to the wonderful musicians. I knew y'all had it when I started singing. Wonderful musicians, thank you so much for the entire choir. Entire choir. Thank God for you. But Luke 5, beginning with the first verse. I'm reading from the NIV. But it says, one day as Jesus was standing by the lake, Genesaret, people were crowding around him and listening to the word of God. He saw at the water's edge two boats left there by the fishermen who were washing their nets. He got into one of the boats, the one belonging to Simon, asked him to put out a little from shore. Then he sat down and taught the people from the boat. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, put out into deep water 
let down the nets for a catch. Simon answered, Master, we worked hard all night and haven't caught anything. But because you say so, I will let down the nets. When they had done so, they caught such a large number of fish that their nets began to break. So they signaled their partners in the other boat to come and help them. They came and filled both boats so full that they began to sink. God's word for God's people. If I use a subject on this morning, it would simply be, I might be doing it wrong, but watch it work. Sometimes God will come along, challenge everything you think you know. Everything that you've been taught, everything that you've been doing the right way for so long. But I pose a question this morning. What is right? When we look at the word right, right in the dictionary could mean the opposite of left. Right in the dictionary could be the correct way of doing things. But if we really are honest with ourselves in a, a democratic society, and I have an issue with the word democratic sometimes, but in a democratic society, right is not always what's right. Right is what the majority agrees on. If you think I'm telling you a lie, 135 years ago, it was right that if you looked like me, you were only three-fifths of a person. That was right. It wasn't wrong. And if you disagree with that, you were the one that was wrong. For a vast majority of the time in this country, it was right that a woman could do the same job as a man with less pay. That was right. And if you challenged it, you were the one that was wrong. So in a society where we are allowed to pretty much make things up the way we want to make them up, right is not always right. Right is whatever the majority agrees on. We look at Peter, fishermen, they were right in how they fished. They were professional fishermen. Peter had a degree in fishology. He knew how to fish. Went out there every night. He knew what time to let down the net. He knew how to let down the net. He knew how far he should go from the shore. But he did it the right way all night long. And ain't catch a thing. And here comes a man early in the morning when fish ain't supposed to be biting no more. And say, go out one more time. And this time do it the wrong way. I want you to do it a way in which you ain't accustomed to doing it. Tell somebody I might be doing it wrong, but watch it work. I want you to do it in a way that challenges all you think you know. I want you to do it in a way that goes against your tradition. I want you to do it in a way that you were not taught in school. I want you to push out one more time. Go out into the deep water. We had a little discussion about deep water passed on last night with the kids and and I told him, I said, it's time for us, especially as the church, to get out of the shallow water. God is calling us out into the deep because that's what a blessing is. And the problem is a lot of times we want deep water blessings, but we don't want to leave the shallow water. We want everything that the deep water has promised us, but we want to wade around in water that come up to our knees. But God says in order for you to get out here and get what I got for you, you got to get out from beyond the shallow water and swim out to the deep water because that's where your blessing is. That's where the blessing is. It's in the highways, in the byways. It's in the places that we wouldn't normally go. It's in the people that we wouldn't normally talk to. God said, that's the deep water. And if you really want to be blessed in this season, you got to come on out into the deep water. 
I, I told him, I said, when I was at summer camp, 10 years old, I was having fun in the shallow water because I, I couldn't swim. And, and they had a line that cordoned us off. They put a yellow wristband on you if you went in the shallow water. And that line was, it was fun because a lot of us were behind that line and we would play every day and toss each other around and wrestle. But, but, but one day, I started noticing something, Pastor. I started noticing that even though I was having fun in the shallow water, the people in the deep water had way more access than I had. You see, I was cut off by that line because of my limitations, because I couldn't swim. And I thought that I was having fun. But when I looked out and saw the people in the deep water, I realized that they're having way more fun than I'm having. And maybe it's time for me to get out of the shallow water and head on out into the deep water. Now, I got to break this down to you. I know we, we got an older crowd, and I had to tell the children the other night, when I say deep water, I ain't telling you to go into a pool and jump in water you know you can't swim in. But the whole point is I needed to get into the deep water, and so what I needed was somebody that could teach me, somebody that could lead me, somebody that could show me the way, somebody that could teach me how to swim so that I could head out into the deep water. So, Pastor, I started looking. I started looking. Who can I find to help me get out into the deep water? And everybody I've seen the ask told me I don't have time. And you know how we are sometimes. When we ask somebody or something, God has given us a vision, we ask for help, and everybody, no, no, I ain't got time for it. We begin to think, we begin to want to tear people down. And you ain't got time for me. I don't have, we want to put up little uh, subliminal Facebook posts about it. I tried to do this, I tried, nobody won't help me. But when you or somebody else has something that you need, when somebody else has something that you need, you have to be patient in your asking. They may not have time at the time, but you're the one who needs what they have. So you have to be persistent in your asking. You have to be nice in your asking. And when I finally, I finally found somebody that would teach me how to swim, taught me out beyond the limits of my limitations, and she taught me how to tread water. She taught me how to swim. And let me tell you what happened on the last day of camp went up and I asked the camp counselor, can I go out into the deep water? She looked at me, she said, uh, you're supposed to do that on the first day. What kind of sense does it make to come on the last day asking, can you go out into the deep water? You see, you got to understand that when God places something on your heart, it ain't going to make sense to a lot of people. It ain't going to make sense to a lot of people. What kind of sense does it make on the last day you want to get out into the deep water? But after I asked a few times and I asked so nice, she said, because you act so nice, I'm going to take you out into the deep water. You also have to understand that what God has for you is for you. It doesn't matter when you ask. It doesn't matter when you show up. If God says it, then he's, he's going he's to see you through. So when I asked her to take me out into the deep water, I had to swim first. I had to prove to her that I could swim. I had to tread water for 30 seconds. I had to swim down to this rope and swim back. And when I did that, she looked at me. Let me tell you what she did. She, she took that yellow wristband that I had off. And if anybody knows anything about the color purple in our Bible, the color purple represents royalty. The color purple represents our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. So she took the yellow one off and she put the purple one on. And the purple let the people know that this person is no longer bound by the shallow water. It's time for this purple to head on out into the deep water. I need you to know this morning that as long as you got Jesus, you are not bound by anything of this world. You are not bound by the shallow waters of your situation. God is calling you out into the deep water. And though it may seem scary at the time, he said he's going to be with you. He said he's going to walk with you. He said he's going to talk with you, even in the deep water.
supposed to be in my life. When I got into the people, though I had more access, realized that, that in order for me to stay in the people, in order for me to stay in the people, I had to come to the people. I had more See, we can ask God to enlarge our territory, but the thing that comes along with enlarged territory is more grass to cut. And so when you ask God to enlarge your territory, when God gives you that deep water access, you're going to have to work in order to keep your deep water access. You're going to have to constantly be moving, constantly be working. We want that new business. We want this. We want that. But we don't realize sometimes that the people that own the business work harder than the people that work for the people. Because in order for you to maintain what it is, God has to. You're going to have to keep that. But Peter, Peter was told to go out there and do it. Wrong way. The Bible says that when he went out there, they let down their nets. They caught a catch that was so large. They had to fill two boats up with fish. Some translations say that the, the fish were almost fighting to get in the net. The fish were fighting to get in the frying pan. But the problem was, we don't understand it, what's this? But the fish understood who had called it. You see, Jesus was the second Adam. And if you go back to the book of Genesis, the thing he gave Adam was dominion over the fish and all the animals. So in other words, Adam could speak to even the fish. These fish understood that Jesus is calling us. It wasn't so much about Peter and his net, but they heard the master calling. And these fish were fighting to even get caught. These fish were fighting to get in their net. I need to hear somebody this morning that says, I'm going to walk with God even if it means dying. I'm going to walk with God, even if it means I can't do what I want to do. I'm going to walk with God, even if I have to lay down, if I got to lay down my life. And we see fish. Fish that heard the master's call. And they fought to get in the frying pan. Peter did it wrong way. But it worked. I'm here to tell you this morning that there are going to be some things that are going to come your way. That are going to seem so wrong. They're going to seem so far beyond what you're used to. God says, if you want these people all the blessings, you're going to have to do some things to quote unquote wrong with you. A lot of people had issues with the way I conducted things. They would say this and say that. And I would smile. But you know, sometimes, Pastor, you have people that love you, especially older people. They want to fight your battles before you. Leave my boy alone. Sometimes, I, my mama, calm down. God, God, God got this worked out. And I would sit quietly because I knew that in the midst of it, God was working it out. And they would have issues with sometimes the way I dressed, the way I walked, the way I talked. But I, I, one day I had to sit down and, and ask myself, if you say I'm doing it wrong, why is it working? If, if you say I'm doing it wrong, why are people being set free? If you say I'm doing it wrong, why are chains being broken? If you say I'm doing it wrong, why is the door on swivels? If you say I'm doing it wrong, then why? Why does the fruit look the way it looks? 
We have to understand, my people, that God will call you to do some things sometimes that will seem so wrong, so far beyond what you believe. Let me tell you something. It was wrong for that boy named David to go out there and fight a nine-foot giant. That was wrong, but it worked. It was wrong for Samson to pick up the jawbone of a donkey and kill a thousand people. Somebody said, but it worked. And it was wrong for our sake. He taken. He taken out Calvary's cross. It was wrong that they labeled him something that he was not. It was wrong that they called him everything but what he was. It was wrong that they hung him high and they stretched him wide. It was wrong as he looked down from that cross and told them, forgive them, Father, for they know not what they do. It was wrong when they laid him in a tomb that was not even his. It was wrong as he went down into the pits of hell, fought the devil, and took the keys of Hades and brought them back to us. It was wrong for him to lay there all night Friday night, for him to lay there all night Saturday morning. But somebody said early on Sunday morning, early on Sunday morning, he got up with all power in the palm of his hand. It was wrong. It was wrong, but it worked. Ask yourself. We ask ourselves in this. So many things. God says, calling you to do. May not align with what you've been always. May not align with what you You may not understand. It's going to feel so wrong. It's going to look so well. But how many of you know we serve a God that's always right? The reason he's able to call himself the way, truth, life, because he truly is that. Peter, doing it one way, his whole life, he just showed up and said, why? Another way. Because I am the way. The truth you believe in your whole life. I don't care how long you've been believing. Jesus will show up and tell you why everything. Because I am the truth. That life you think you've been living your whole entire life. Jesus will show up and say, follow me. Because I am the life. He has the ability to challenge all truths. He has the ability to challenge all ways. He has the ability to challenge all ways of life because he truly is the only way. He is the only way. So if you're wondering this morning, which way to turn? Try Jesus. 